Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Alex Leverett, uh, lead writer on the Arcoma chapters and voice actor for Ron Barton. Uh, just dropping in with this quick message before this exciting episode of the show uh, to let you all know that I wrote a book. Uh, it's called In Between, an Arcoma Story, and it is a short novel depicting Polvo Poplip's story as a man living, quote-unquote, in between the Undercity and the Surface City of Arcoma. It's out now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Author House, and more. Thanks, guys, and enjoy. The City of Arcoma. Uh dark place full of dark skies and even darker citizens. My name is Ron Barton. I come from a small but advanced town out in the wasteland. The people in my town deny the existence of any cities left in the world, so I made it my mission to prove them otherwise. With this recording device, I set out into the thick wall of fog and eventually found the city few are happy to call their home, Arcoma. Ron Barton. Another day dawns in the Jager Inn, and I'm looking forward to learning more about the city. Ah, Mr. Barton. How'd you sleep? Another beautiful day, huh? <laughs> Your kindness is always appreciated, Leon. But I think I still need to get used to things here. Our definitions of beautiful are very different. Either way, I am beginning to sleep better and better. Always good to hear, buddy. Uh, how about some coffee to get the blood pumping? Oh, sure, sure. I'm excited to meet some new faces and hear more stories. I'm still very curious about uh, the Undercity. You know, one of my regulars here at the tavern knows a whole lot of people. She hears stories far and wide within the city. Got a shop set up around the corner. I'll go see if she's around. There aren't many people here yet, so do you mind holding down the fort? Oh, uh, wow. Absolutely. I'll do my best. Alrighty. I'll be right back. <sighs> well, I hope he comes back fast. I'm unsure what to talk about here. Mm, friend! Oh. Oh, Clarence. <laughs> Am I in your seat again? No, no, no. It's this one, not that. Ah, <sighs> I see. I'll remember that from now on. Uh, where's, uh, like, Mr. Jaggerty? Oh, uh, he just stepped out for a second to find someone for me, actually. Uh, someone to tell more stories. I know more stories. Why not find me? <laughs> well, I don't think we actually know where you live. Hey, uh, uh, yes, very true. Hey, Ron, I found her. Oh, Clarence, nice to see you. Hey, uh, yes, hello. Guys, I want you to meet a good friend of mine, Miss Shore of Oregon. She runs a market stand a little bit from here. Ah, hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. 
Our friend Ron here is gathering information for his hometown outside the city. Uh, he's trying to learn everything he can, but he's been asking about the Undercity recently. Rich! Whoa! That recording device! I've seen one of those before! I actually sold it to a resident of the Undercity, now that I think about it. Oh, that's fantastic! Do you think you could uh, tell me more about them? Of course! As long as Leon gives me some coffee. With payment of a nice story? Come in right up! Alright! Where to begin? At the beginning! Ah, oh, that would help, huh? <laughs> Alrighty, four coffees? Ah, get comfortable, people. Shora's got the floor here. Ah, oh, thanks, Leon. Ah, oh, your coffee's always the best. Anyways, I got this story from my mom. She and her mother before her both helped raise me to be a shopkeeper, just like they had been. Our little shop on the corner of Burn Street and Gearlock Boulevard has stood there for many generations now. We've accumulated lots of stories from the people that buy our wares. Um, if I may ask, what exactly are your wares that you sell? Ah, well, we sell really anything we can get our hands on. Sometimes people drop off old weapons or home decorations, and we restore them and sell them back to strangers. Someone's trash is someone else's treasure. For a price. Uh, do you have any boots in stock? I'm sure we can find something just right for you, buddy. Anyways, the story. My mom used to tell it to me all the time. It's about an adventurer named Polo Poplip. My mother said she grew up on the streets when the Undercity had almost been completed, and the higher-class citizens slowly began to descend into the ground. She told me she knew Polvo, that he was one of her childhood friends. They began to see each other less and less, though, because my mother was of poor descent, while Polvo was from a richer family. Uh, one moment, please, Shora. I'm just thinking out loud here. It seems as though the class divide in Arcoma practically ruined everything. I mean, they used their money to build the factories to get more money, and while they got richer, the planet grew weaker. It almost seems the higher class had something along these lines planned. At least that's what I've thought for a while. I mean, it just all seemed so perfect. Uh, I mean, sure, how long did it take for them to build the Undercity? Wasn't it only like five years? That's what I've heard, yeah. Five years? Do you have any idea how big the Undercity is? Uh, actually, no. I I don't. <laughs> it would be nice to know, though. Massive! The city is massive! I've heard they dug thousands of feet deep, so they could rebuild their tall buildings. Yes, yes. Thousands deep. Thousands wide. Well... Have any of you actually seen it? The city? Not with my own eyes, I haven't. My mother said she did, though, once, with Polvo. It was a day unlike any other. Mom was around 20 years old, same with Polvo. The Undercity had almost finished construction, and Polvo's family was in the process of relocating down there. While Mom was taking care of the shop, Polvo had gotten hired by a shady group of guys called the Tempest. They got popular because business owners paid them to disrupt gangs destroying their factories. Oh, you mean the sewers? Oh, I 
didn't know you knew about them. Yeah, uh, Clarence here told me all about them a little while back. He told me the story of Filthus. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was me, I did that. Ah, oh, perfect then. Since you know that, I guess you didn't need that background context. Anyways, the Tempest got hired to stop the sewers from blowing up their precious factories, and the turf war raged on for years. Mom told me that Polvo was conflicted while he did jobs with them. He had been raised by his wealthy parents, but he also knew what it was like for the poor people because of my mother. He was a bridge between the two worlds, and it tortured him. He used to sneak out of the Undercity and spend the night at Mom's shop. They'd spend the whole night talking about what was going on between the two cities. Polvo never told my mother how many people he had killed with the Tempest, but she knew he had at least a little blood on his hands. The bridge between two worlds? Woo-wee! Goosebumps! Hey, Yeggity! I need a couple of ales over here. Got a whole crew with me. What? It's still morning. Come in right up, sir. I'll be right there. L listen, y'all, put a pause on it. I I'll be right back. While he's away, I'll use the restroom. Well, there they go, I guess. Yep, there they go. So, in regards to the story, uh, how long ago was this? It almost seems like the Undercity was created recently. I guess I'm just trying to see how the timeline fits together. Well, it's said that the wealthy had plans to build it for much longer before they actually did, and we're just waiting for the air to get bad enough on the surface city to justify it all. It's also rumored that the city was already being built when the rich first dug into the ground. No one knows for sure, at least on the surface, but Polvo's story takes place in those five years it took for them to finish it. And that has to be around... 50 years ago now? Something like that. Huh, I see. So, there's a lot of theories surrounding it. Yeah, ever since they started digging, people created crackpot ideas on what they were doing down there. Yeah, alright, I'm back! My hands are wet, tears. That's... Because you washed them, right? Okay, okay, I'm back now. Those guys should be fine for a bit. Anyways, where were we? Oh, my hands are wet! Well, that, that swell, old buddy. Uh, here, here's a rag. Good to know our sink's working well in the bathroom. Sink? Alright. Gross. Where were we again, Shora? Uh, oh, Polvo and my mother were talking. Alright, keep it going then. Right. So, my mother and Polvo still spent as much time together as they could. They still cared for each other, even though their lives had grown apart so much. My mother told me Polvo always had a good heart. No matter what he did with the Tempest, he always had a good heart. She told me that it was that heart of his that got him killed. Oh no. What happened to him? Well, one day... The Tempests were paid by one of the largest companies in the Undercity to storm the sewer base and kill the Rat King. Oh, uh, Filthus? No, by then it was Filthus' first successor. He went by the name of Nizumi, the Japanese translation of Mouse. 
The Tempest thought that since Filthus had been replaced, the sewers would be more vulnerable to attack, assuming the members were less loyal to Nazumi than they were to Filthus. It was just an assumption, but the company still paid the Tempest to carry out the attack. The morning of the job, Polvo visited my mother and told her he didn't think he could do anything too drastic. After all that time, he had slowly begun to sympathize more with the sewers than he did with the Tempest. Ah, I see where this is going. They broke through the sewers' defenses and made it into the Rat King's lair. The battle lasted hours, but eventually the Tempest had Nizumi alone and cornered. Pulvo stood in front of him, weapon drawn, and he froze. He hesitated. He didn't want this. He realized he never wanted to dive this deep with the Tempest. My mother didn't know what happened to Polvo, but she said he never made it out of the sewer's base. The Tempest had been forced to retreat after more and more people joined the fight on the sewer side. They ran back to the underground, and eventually, the Tempest disbanded when the wealthy sealed themselves off from the surface city. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Sealed? Oh yeah! You didn't know? After the rich finished construction, they sealed off the entrance to the understudy. There's only rumors of ways to get in and out of there. Mom always told me that Polvo created intricate ways of getting to and from the surface, but they had all managed to be sealed off by the rich's security offices. She always told me how he would always find new ways to visit her, though. Uh, do you think any of those ways might have slipped past the security? <laughs> no way, man! Even if one did, I don't think you'd want to go down there. They'd eat you alive! I heard a rumor that there's some super tight registration that exists down there. Everyone was registered when the city was built, and everyone that was born there gets registered. Everyone knows everyone. But once they recognize you as someone they don't recognize, you'd be dead for sure. Ah, I see. That That's unfortunate. Thank you, though, Shora, for telling me about that. Is there anything else about the Undercity you know about? Like I said before, I have lots of stories. I gotta bounce, though. No one's there to hold up shop. I'll see if I can come back in here sometimes and share some more wisdom. You guys are a fun crowd, for sure. Ah, have a nice day, Shora. We'll see you soon. In your dreams, maybe. <laughs> Thanks for the coffee, big guy. I'll see you other two later. Goodbye! Uh, sell lots of stuff. Well, I guess since she's gone, I can pause this recording here. I know a story! Oh, two stories in one sitting? I'm down for that. Oh, well, alright, I guess. Hey, Jagger T! I invited my whole family! Oh no, since when is there a rush this early in the morning? Well, Clarence, I, I don't think Leon would want you telling stories without him here. Yeah, I get it. Uh, well, go do other things. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, goodbye, friend. Uh, goodbye, recording device. Uh, well, I guess I'll finish my coffee then. Uh, yes. If anything of note happens, I'll begin recording again. But... For now, I I think I'll try to enjoy this morning. Uh, yes, I'm here. Maybe I'll stop by Shora's shop. <sighs> right then. Goodbye.
<sighs> well, after all, nothing of note really happened all, all of today. Uh, I stayed in the inn for a while. I went around, visited Shora's shop. Um, but there really wasn't anything that happened in Arcoma today. I went back to the inn and, well, saw the normal patrons inside. Few of them scarier than others. One of them looked at me for a little bit longer than usual. <sighs> I don't know. I'll, um, I'll record more later. Hey guys, it's Isaac and this episode for The Ecoma Chapters was directed, produced and edited by Isaac Atlas and written by Alex Labritt. He is also the voice for Ron Barton and you can find him on Instagram alex.labritt. Leon Jaggerty was performed by Blake Mitchell, you can find him on Twitter at Snow, and the special guest Shora was performed by Tel Minia. You can find her on her website tellminia.com. And Clarence was performed by Clarence. Well, Music was written by Isaac Atlas, Blake Mitchell, Transatlantic Rage Below, and Stephen Seabird. And the podcast artwork was by Separio01 and Luna. You can also support us on Patreon to get access to every episode a week earlier and access to exclusive content. Thank you for listening. <laughs>